Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. This week we talk about streaks and the importance of setting goals and trying to use streaks to keep you on track. This could mean positive streaks like I'm going to exercise X number of days this week or I'm going to do something every day or I'm going to eat healthy Uh, and it could be to try and minimize negative things like I'm not going to drink any alcohol five days a week or I'm not going to drink for a while or I'm not going to eat high fructose corn syrup and natural flavors and hydrogenated oils and so you know I use streaks to help me meet my goals some of them I track a few of them I write down and the rest of them I kind of loosely track in my head by using my app and you'll hear from some people on this call that talk about various strategies that they employ to keep themselves on track with streaks. And these streaks don't have to be just health and wellness topics, right? Streaks, both health and wellness, as well as life streaks that have nothing to do with health and wellness whatsoever. You know, your career, your family, relationships, hobbies, self-improvement. I'm big on continuous improvement. And many other areas are a spectacular way to make yourself accountable to achieve your goals. And I think many people use streaks to make themselves accountable. And there's no doubt that when you know we don't make ourselves accountable, we don't achieve our goals in life as much, whether they're health and wellness related or not health and wellness related. For me personally, if I don't have goals, if I don't have streaks, I'm just not going to do as well with my health and wellness uh, as if when I do have these streaks and do have these goals. So I think it's really important to have both health and wellness goals, and kind of be well-rounded in life in general with streaks, which includes some life streaks in there. And I think it increases, just from what I've seen in coaching people for years and years, it increases the the likelihood and the chance of sustaining good health and wellness habits going forward versus, you know, many of us are too extreme where we oscillate back and forth on one side where we'll set a bunch of health and wellness goals and we're super healthy and we got a bunch of streaks going and eventually those fall down and then we have we let life goals fall down, work, family, relationships, whatever. And so we kind of move back to the other side and then we end up on the extreme on the other side. And this cycle just goes back and forth and back and forth. And you'll hear me talk a lot about when, when I'll have people on this weekly podcast and we'll talk about how people have done really well in the past and then they've fallen off or they oscillate between great health and wellness and basically no health and wellness. And True mastery in life, and certainly with health and wellness, happens when we can figure out how to prioritize our health high enough on on our list so that it gets attention. The health and wellness streaks and goals get attention. Maybe it's only one of them. Hey, I'm going to do one thing better for my health. That's better than zero. You know, I have multiple ones and try and find the, uh, you know, have some sort of, you know, streak or goal for multiple pillars, right? And then we, the true mastery comes when we can do that and we can maintain our careers, our relationships, and our life where it's kind of all happening pretty consistently most days. And, you know, it's a lifelong quest to get to that true mastery. It took me over 40 years to get there. I've been there now for about 10 years, and it can be glorious. And streaks are a big part of what it's done for me, and I certainly see it in people I coach. But we have to believe that we need to you know, be healthier and that we need to maintain it and we have to figure out how to, how to make ourselves accountable and streaks are a great way. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Vince, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. So last time we talked, we talked about uh, some of the things that you were doing and you were doing a lot of um, consistent exercise and doing Pilates and yoga and a bunch of stuff and you were having some energy issues, right? And we talked about some things to do. And I think we focused a lot on uh, food, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I know you had texted me a week or two ago and, and had some comments. You want to give an update there? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm trying to think what the last thing I told you was. But yeah, so I've been, last couple months, been doing yoga hot yoga and pilates just to focus on like functional core strength um and as the weather turned it got increasingly or extremely harder <laughs> to do those workouts consistently and i was doing in the winter time doing one i was doing about two a day hot yoga classes fairly like doing them not as easily but i was getting through them successfully 
to the beginning of May, not being able to get through one, <laughs> getting through like 40 minutes and being completely overheated, I'm not dehydrated, just completely overheated. And I was drinking five, six big, like liter, liters a day of water um, and still finding myself overheated. Um, then at the same time, trying to stay energized during the day. But that's kind of, I guess, been my latest thing is managing the change of weather and keeping my, um, my exercise intensity up. It's interesting because in New York City, on the East Coast, really from D.C. all the way up the corridor, uh, you know, you always hear me talk about the dew point, right? And the dew point is a combination between heat and humidity. That's exactly like, what I thought of when I was sweating my butt off. <laughs> the thing is, if you're in Arizona and it's ridiculously hot and it's, you know, 100 degrees, it's a different type of heat than in New York City. And if it's 90 degrees with a dew point in the 70s, that dew point seeps in every morsel of every place, indoor and outdoor. And I always used to ask people, like, hey, tell me, like, about, like, the temperature inside. Even if somebody would go and do a treadmill workout or somebody would go do an elliptical workout indoor, I would always say to them, well, hey, do you have any idea what the dew point was? Because the dew point does seep in and it does impact performance. So it does not surprise me to hear you say that it's harder to do these things indoors, particularly on the East Coast. So does that mean that you've had to, you've stopped doing some stuff and so you're not exercising quite as much or have you replaced it? No, no. I mean, I, I had to be more strategic of when I did it. Like I used to be able to do, it was like a Monday morning, Monday night class and I could turn right around and do a Tuesday morning class. And I had to stop doing the Tuesday mornings. I had to give myself time to recover. Um, yeah. I said to be smart about when I go. Um, if I, if I, I can tell right away in the first 15 minutes of how I've if I had enough water, if I had enough to eat. So I just appreciate that I'm there and may give, not give less, but understand where my body's at a little bit more rather than just go balls to the wall every day. You have to be more cognizant. I'm like, okay, have to be smart. This is a long game. Totally. It's funny. I, um, and I want to talk about streaks a little bit on this call, but, and Hey Bob, how you doing? Hey Jim. Good to hear your voice. So I used to keep this spreadsheet when I was in my 20s, and um, I found that the only way that I would guarantee or increase my chances of getting my exercise in was if I had this spreadsheet. And I would start it on Monday and run it through Sunday, and, and I would like prepare every year. I would prepare every single day of the year, and I would have a row in Excel. And then if I worked out on that day, I would have a one. And then I, and if I didn't, I would have a zero and I would try and have an average, you know, certain average, I would try and have like four days a week. This is when I was in my twenties of exercising. Right. And if, if I could get into like the 4.5, that would be like a huge success for me. Right. And yeah. one of the things that I used to do on that spreadsheet, because I was always like, that was the streak that I wanted to drive towards, which was like, I wanted at least four, I wanted an average of four days out of seven that I was going to the gym and exercising. Right. And it could be any type of exercise. It could be what you're doing, Pilates, yoga, it could be elliptical, stair climber, running, strength, whatever, just exercise. Right. And, and one of the things that I used to do, and I, you know, moved to New York in 1992. So, you know, I used to have this thing where, I would have this uh, designation and I would call it PM AM workout. So I would have PM and then the next morning, if I did a morning workout, I would do a AM and I would always have less um, performance when I did something in the evening and in the morning, when particularly when it was really hot in the dew point of the East Coast in New York City. So that, that is absolutely real. You do need more time to recover. And I, I think it's a great thing that you recognize that. Um, so, so that's a little sidebar there. Any comments on that? No, I mean, I, yeah, I completely, I, I mean, I was thinking about that too, because I was, I was thinking about you and, and your spreadsheet and how, how granular you told me how I used and still are granular in your workouts. I was thinking about, I, I did it mentally, but thinking about, like, I might need to like get down to the science of what I ate, how much I drank, how much, how long I slept to try to optimize how I feel. And then I realized that I was just being too um, anal about the whole about everything. I was like, all right, let me just be not as granular in everything I'm doing and just making sure I'm consistent in what I think is right. Um, so again, making sure I get a X amount of water, 
and making sure I think I'm filling up the pillars as you're saying, as you say. And if I don't feel right, I don't feel right. I'm not training to be in the Olympics like some of your guys are. I just want to feel good. <laughs> I do. I, I like to use the uh, quick and dirty on the Garmin sometimes. Uh, it gives you a performance condition or whatever it's called in, in the first 10 minutes or so of, a, of an effort where, you know, just at a very high level, if it's a, you know, if it's a plus something, it's like, all right, this will be a good one. And if it's a negative, then, you know, I know that for a variety of reasons, it might not be the day to push it. Yeah, it's interesting. The so the performance conditions metric on some of the Garmin watch is it's pretty accurate. It takes a look at your heart rate and pace and uh, heart rate variability, and it kind of throws them all into a bowl and mixes them up, and it spits out uh, like a, a a number, which is you know a plus or minus number. For me, you know that number is usually plus three or plus four. And when I'm out for a run, if I feel particularly slow or I feel particularly hot or I notice that my pace is slower and it seems harder, whether it's a higher dew point, then that number could be zero or negative. That's what Bob's referring to. I, yeah. I, you know, Bob, I think thinking back to some of your metrics, I remember you having some really good metrics, better than mine. Like sometimes you were having you were somewhere in the plus five to plus 10, right? At times. Yeah, some of your runs, particularly in the, you know, in the, I'm excited to hear that you're going to talk about streaks today, because on the, the earlier phases of my streaking up, where I was just coming from a total lack of fitness and, and each day sort of making material steps forward, uh, I was seeing some very, uh, very helpful, positive numbers. Yeah. On the performance conditions from Garmin. One thing is that Garmin, they, they give you a key. If you hit the help button in your performance positions, they give you the key. I'm sure you've looked at it. It says something like negative this to negative that is like poor and negative this to the negative that is there's other characterizations. And then it's kind of is like, okay, and then good and then great. And I think the highest category is like a plus higher than plus 10, so plus 11. And I've been wow. looking at, I've been looking at people's exercise for, 20 years, right? And, and certainly mine over long periods of time. And certainly over the last 10 years, I've really focused on, I don't know how long they've had that performance conditions, but it's been a long time. And I have, I rarely, like I'm talking once or twice a year, even in some of these elite athletes I coach, that, that they're higher than plus 10. Really, it's pretty rare. And that's why, Bob, I remember you had some good numbers. I remember um, that I see those numbers. And I'm like, those are really good. And then I think those numbers are better than my numbers, right? And some of this is kind of what you're born with and some genetics and natural heart rate stuff and everything. Some of it is fitness. Some of it is VO2. It, VO2 it's kind of all kind of combined together. So, uh, you know, the one thing is sometimes I'll be out on a run though and I'll be, be feeling particularly good, but I'll be running a lot of hills or the dew point will be really high. The one thing that the performance conditions does not factor in is, is – uh, Hills for the most part, or at least in my experience, and certainly not dew point, right? So that's something to keep right. in mind when you're thinking about the performance conditions. Um, yeah, and, and, and Vince, I know you made a comment like about um, you're gonna do what's right. You're not gonna get overwhelmed with it. And I think that's really good. Now we know that you are, you tend to, be, you tend to have a perfectionism streak, right? Um, and all of us probably in this call at times tend to be that way. Bob, I think you're that way sometimes. I, my dad had always pounded into my head for years because he saw that I could be that way. Dude, he'd say to me, just be a precisionist. Don't be a perfectionist. Like, just do your best. Yeah. And just accept that things are good enough, right? And when we talk about streaks, right, it's like, and we talked a little bit about it last week, but <clears throat> streaks to me are anything that I can track and make myself accountable for that are going to get me to do things in life. It's not just health and wellness, right? I might like Emilio on our call last week talked about, he tries to do a language app every day and that's one of his streaks or he, he had a two day streak of yoga last week. Right. And, or he has a bunch of streaks that he wants for his career. Right. Like I, a lot of streaks that I hear from people uh, career wise are, I'm going to make sure I clear my email box out every day. You know what I mean? Um, and that one can be tough. That one can be overwhelming for me. So I 
I don't have that streak, but some people, they want to get through it and it makes them feel more comfortable because they clear their email box out, right? But I think that we want to try and avoid trying, going, trying to go for perfectionism. To me, hey, Shruti. Hi. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, we're talking about streaks a little more. We talked about it a little bit last week. And like, the, to me, streaks are all about, you want to set a goal and you want to achieve things and you want to figure out how to track it and make yourself accountable for it. So for me, streaks are all about a routine, structure, you know, scheduling things and time management and planning, right? And then it's about setting goals that are most important to you. Um, and those, I, I'm happy to go through some of mine, but I, I do coach a lot of people and I have a lot of people that I don't coach and they often have all these goals and they talk about it a lot. They talk about it a lot, talk, 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 and they never do anything about it, right? And so, look, I think that talk is cheap. That's why I just like to set some personal street goals that are personal for me. I don't talk about it to anybody. I just kind of, I just do it. And I'll pause there. Who wants to jump in with comments? I think that's a cool, it's made me think that comparing the personal street goals to what you were saying with your spreadsheet, how you wanted to get four days a week. My, I guess I've been in the professional world for five, six years and regular I exercise regularly before. And then I definitely ebb and flow since I started working. Um, and I had that mentality. Okay, let me get to the gym three days a week, four days a week. And when that was the case, I found myself procrastinating and having to work out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two days of the weekend. And now trying to do something physically active every day, whether it's walk my dog for over 30 minutes or get to a class or go for a run, I find myself proactively, proactively setting chunks of time in my day to make sure something productive happens rather than, I guess, looking at it from a more granular level makes me definitely get it in rather than procrastinating to the end of the week. Yeah, so I was talking, a, totally. I think those are great. And I was talking to somebody about some streaks and just getting things done today. And this is somebody that would have a history of exercising for a while, then falling off and exercising for a while. And when he wasn't exercising, he was going into the day willy nilly, just like, ah, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on. I haven't really thought through what I got going on today. And you know what happens when you approach it that way? Most of the time, something gets in your way and it gets taken away from you. And maybe you start thinking about that workout in the morning and you, you have all the best intentions, but then, you know, your family member wants to go do something or your spouse wants to go do something. Your kids want to do something and it gets taken from you. Right. So I'm a big believer in every night. One of, one of my most important streaks probably might be the most important streak um, that I try and do is every, at some point today, Usually it happens in the evening, but sometimes I have to do it earlier in the day. At some point today, I'm going to say, what does my schedule look like tomorrow? And how can I fit in things that are most important to me? And to me, like I have some streaks I track, but many of the streaks I track are kind of like, I'm not, I'm not even, you're going to be shocked by this, Vince, but I'm not even writing them down. I just have them in my head and I like, I want to keep them up. Like I want to, I want to sleep a certain amount. But I'm not like like journaling it because I use my app and if I try and get seven hours. If I get seven hours, great. I have no idea how many days in a row I've had seven hours. I, you know, I'm not going to that level. I just that's one of my street goals is try and get seven hours. And I know I'm not going to get it, you know, every day. So if I can get that four or five out of the seven days, that's a huge home run for me. You know what I mean? So I try I try and think about what does my schedule look like tomorrow. And how am I going to fit my stuff in? How am I going to get my exercise in? That's a that's an absolute for me. I have to exercise every day. If I don't exercise every day, I don't feel good, and I tend to get sick more. And with Crohn's, I just do it. You know, how am I going to move? I usually have a routine where I get up in the morning, and I know when I have to take my kids to school. I know when I have to do things with my family, but I also know when I have my calls on my calendar, and I also know when I'll be able to walk around on some of those calls, and when I got to be on camera. And so I will, I will plan. Oh, when I get a chance, if I can go on a good walk, I'm going on a good walk. I feel a billion times better. Those are some of the things that I, I uh, must have. Who wants to jump in? 
I can share. So, Jim, the one of the things that I loved about uh, what we used, what we've talked about many times, is where you always say, you know, fifteen minutes is better than is better than zero. And you know, in my mind, back to your comment to Vince, to Vince earlier about, you know, perfectionism, uh, and and so. And that used to hold me back because I was always like, if I can't get a proper workout in, if I can't go for at least an hour or whatever, then it's it's almost not worth it. And I kept holding out. And then you're nothing. Then you're nothing if you don't get that hour in or maybe you're self-talking and you're saying I'm nothing. It's not worth it. Exactly. But, you know, as as almost always the case. Right. If I just say, all right, I can squeeze in 15 minutes. It's, it's almost never 15 minutes, right? That 15 turns into 30 or, or 45 or 42. If I can squeeze in an extra minute and then run to the next call where I don't have to have the camera turned on, you know, it's, um, that's, that's been a quite liberating thought process of just viewing 15 minutes as the definition. Awesome. And, and Bob, you are, you are one of the, when you are turned on and you are doing things you are one of the most efficient people I've ever coached. And I would say that the challenge for you, this will be a lifelong challenge for you, will be to find that balance in the middle where you know you cannot be so hard on yourself. And even if you get 10 or 15 minutes, you still got the elliptical you bought? Uh, sure do. I also, we also have one of the Peloton treads. Nice. Uh, I saw that you've been doing some treadmill. That is great. But I think, I, I, yeah, I think that it's really, really important not to be so hard on ourselves and not be so perfectionist driven. And it's okay to just get 10 or 15 minutes. I'll give you an example. So I had a very busy day today and um, I was stuck kind of, I didn't leave my house this morning, didn't go outside for a walk. You know, I was on some calls. I, I had to be close to my computer. So sometimes I was walking around, I have a little path in the house that we're in, but um you know, I got done at the end of the day. And so I went to, uh, uh, I got a little hip thing going on. So I'm unfortunately not running right that much right now. I can, but I'm trying to heal it a little bit. So I walk stairs. I find it doesn't really bother me when I walk the stairs. So I walk over to these enormous stairs and I walk up and down and 15 minutes. And I had a goal for an hour. My schedule was clear, good to go. I was listening to some stuff, you know, texting with some people. Like I do, I do all the voice commands and everything. And I get a call and it's work. And so then I have to make the decision, do I want to answer the call or not, right? And, you know, it was late at the end of the day, and I didn't think he'd be calling me unless it was something. So I answered it, and I ended up on a call for the remainder of my 45-minute workout, right? And I didn't say, hey, I'm working out. Can I call you back later? I was doing easy, very easy walking up and down stairs. There was a woman that was trying to pass me the whole time, you know, which I appreciate that. I want that. I want that competition. And I ended up doing the full 45 minute call. I heavily debated just stopping, but I was like, you know what? This was my mindset. Okay. I was walking faster up those stairs and sometimes like, you know, doing two stairs at a time, but I was like, I can either just stop right now and do this call. And then I'm not going to have any more time to get my workout in the rest of the day. Or I can just not say anything about it. And I could just slow it down and walk up and down the stairs. So I did the ladder and uh, I was on the rest of the time and I finished my workout. And it was a great workout and I was proud of myself. So one of the things that's very true about streaks, you heard me say, like a lot of people talk about it, they never do it. Talk is cheap, but talk can actually really hurt you with streaks too. What do I mean by that? So a lot of people, when they get really excited, uh, Bob and I, you, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like if you, if one can, if, if they're in the office and one can go and exercise throughout the day, I always tell people just go, don't tell anybody you're doing it. Go get your workout in, drop yourself off at your gym beforehand and then do your workout and then pick up your stuff on the way home. No need to bring it in because what happens when you bring your duffel bag in your workout bag? Oh, you going for a workout or you know, Bob, we used to talk about this a lot. If you go, like, don't go back red faced where everyone can obviously tell you went and crushed a workout. So just go do an easy workout uh-huh. and come back. And because I have seen when I worked at Goldman, Goldman was very encouraging about going to the gym. They wanted you to go to the gym. That's because you're working 12, 14 hours. But th- there were some people that I worked with at Goldman when I worked at other firms that. They're not going to work out. They're not spending their time working out. And they think it's like not even the right thing to do, right? And so they judge you, right? And so when I say people can, you can be hurt by like talking about going to the gym and everything. 
it's true. Somebody might be able to influence the, the way they think about you or your compensation or those things. So I never talk about it anymore. Unless somebody asks me, I'm happy to talk about it. Okay. Um, but you got to be careful with that stuff. And Bob, what, do you remember those conversations? Uh, I mean, I, I replay them in my mind on the regular. I, uh, and having, you know, the Strava set up so that nobody can see anything and, uh, and rejecting the, you know, the connection requests with, uh, with work folks too, because whether people are want to, you know, want to work out themselves or not, by you going to work out in the middle of the day makes them feel negative, right? Makes them feel guilty, make whatever it is. Insecure. So, insecure, exactly. So I, I remember uh, being able to sneak out for some longer and maybe lower intensity so that I wouldn't go back to the office, you know, still dripping in sweat. Totally. And it's sad that we live in this, in this, in this world where, you know, these things, we have to be like that. Uh, and I'm, I never would encourage anybody to lie about it. I would never encourage anybody to make things up about it. Um, but I, my advice is just don't talk about it. Just do it. I, I worked, I used to work in an environment, you know, where, you know, I was always working number one and number two, it was really frowned upon, but, uh, but, uh, I started working out when I was training and Jim, you can chime in. So at that point, I was in a place where either I go and I eventually my goal was to run the marathon so I get to do it. Or if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. So I got to a point where I knew, I knew it was frowned upon. I knew that people didn't like it, but I just didn't care. Well, I think what you want to, I need to do this for myself and I'm going to do it. And it worked. I mean, like, you know, they asked me a couple of times in the first couple of weeks. And then after that, you know, I think they just accepted it that, okay, lunch hour, she's going to be gone and that's it. And it's my time. I can do whatever I want. In it, so that's right. It's um, your time. Yeah. Yeah. But even after, so I wouldn't talk about it. If I would go out, I wouldn't talk about it. If somebody asked me, I'll, yeah, I got to run in or did the elliptical or did something, but, you know, or went for a swim or like if I could get something in at lunch, great. Uh, but, you know, I would never come back after the workout either and say, hey, I just had this great run, you know, because that's the same thing. People are definitely going to judge you. Um, and, you know, some of those people are, some, if you came to me and said, Hey, I just went, got a workout in, I would say, Great job. You know what I mean? Like, how was it? How'd it go? I would want to hear everything about it. Right. But not everyone is that way. Right. And so you really got to deal with that. Um, some of these people, and then what will happen is, you know, those people maybe aren't taking care of themselves and they're pretty negative about it. And you don't need to do that. My grandma lived to be 100. And then I die. Let's say I die at 52 years old from a gallbladder tumor that I didn't identify. Luckily, I identified it right in December. But let's say I die. I know some people in every one of the jobs, including my current job, that would say, you see, Jim does all that stuff and he lives all healthy and everything. And I outlived him, you know. And look, we're all born with what we're born with. Right. And I was born with some issues with my health and I was around a three pack a day smoker growing up. And, uh, you know, there's genetics and all these other things. Right. What I try and do being 51 years old now is try to do the best I can for what I was given. Right. And I want to have a good quality of life until I die. You know, watch my dad who had heart surgery when he was in his 50s have vascular dementia, because what happens after you have open heart surgery is a machine pumps your heart. And then many people have some degradation, uh, vascular type dementia, memory loss. And he went from being the smartest person I ever met still to this day, meant a genius to somebody that didn't know how to cut his own food when he died. Right. And so we're all just trying to do the best we can. What I want for every one of you guys and every, and lots of people listen to this podcast, what I want for everybody is I want people to just set some realistic goals. Don't be too hard on yourself and just try and do a little better. If that means you're going to set up a streak like Vince does, where I'm going to do three days a week of exercise, great. You know, my app gives grades. It gives an A for four days a week, a B for three days, a C for two days, a D for one day, okay? And then F for nothing. We do want to try and do something. But it's, it's really important to try and set these goals, set all kinds of different goals, and figure out how you can make yourself accountable to achieve them. No, I think it's 
I, I can hear the voice of Jim that that would uh, that would have said that. And I and 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 I definitely. I mean, I have two. I mean, when when you were my manager and my current manager boss were, like, couldn't have two people that are more accepting of 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 stepping out and get, and getting a workout in. We should always be like not clueless to things too, right? Like there are going to be times where you could work for the most sensitive person on the planet. I'm not talking about me or Jared, but you know, where like I have seen situations where people take advantage of it, right? Where like one should have the ability to know, hey, maybe I should not go work out at this time because I got this going on in my career. And maybe I got to try and figure it, fit it out, fit it in at a different time. Maybe, maybe we have a deadline of 5 p.m. today that looks pretty realistic. So I'm going to move it from my lunch to my dinner. I've seen people get in it at lunch, right? And so you just don't want to be clueless about it either. You want to like go with the flow, you know what I mean? And make sure that, you know, you're kind of like, all right, maybe I should do it later. Maybe I shouldn't do it this time too. I still think that way, even though I have a goal of trying to get in, get in something every day. Who wants yeah, to I'm, talk? About- I'm genuinely, uh, Go ahead, genuinely concerned with, you know, we haven't gone back yet to the office and, you know, we're not until January, uh, at least on a mandatory basis. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned with how that's, <laughs> it's been a long time of being able to literally fit the workout in whenever you can. And, you know, sometimes it's a, sometimes I'll be on a call and it's more of a listening call and that's a great opportunity to jump on the elliptical or do, you know, when you from my desk, it's a lot easier than, you know, I'm back in the office. Yeah. I, you know, it's very interesting. I'm talking to so many people. So your companies are all doing things and look, Bob, worst case scenario, you can get back to where you were before or some abbreviated version of that. Right. Maybe it's not like, you know, the extreme, I'm going to go, you know, for long periods of time every day. Maybe it's, you know, I just got to do 15 minutes, a couple of days here. Maybe I get 45 minutes in a different day. You just, you know, you know, you don't know. Right. But what, what I am very worried about when people start going back into the office, they're going to go back to their bad habits or maybe even worse. Right. We're just going to have to figure out how to make it work. Right. Right. But you're, there's lots of anxiety out there right now about returning to the office for tons and tons and tons of people that I coach, right? And I think, I, I don't know what you guys are hearing, but, you know, there's a wide swath of when people are going back into the office. I've heard, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, last week. He used to be Bucky Badger. What a great job that is, huh? Uh, being actually Bucky Badger. Um, and he was telling me his company is never going back in the office, right? Like if you, maybe you'll go back in once in a while if you have to do things, but the requirement's going to be never back in the office. And then I see some people that have been back in the office for a year, five days a week and everything in between, right? So yeah, no, it'll be really interesting. Who wants to share some of the streaks that they, that they try and follow every day? Like some of the things that you either like think about doing, whether you write it down or not, I'm interested in what streaks you kind of shoot for. And I'm interested in kind of how you track it. Emilio said last week, my family makes fun of me because I got like 17 different streaks going and I journal every day and I write all this stuff down. And that's, that's how he does it. And that's very productive. Me, I used to write stuff in a spreadsheet until I created my app. And now I have the app and I like write in some of the comment sections, four or five different streaks that, um, that I try and keep that actually influence my behavior. For me, my streaks influence my behavior. Who wants to talk about some of theirs or if people want, I can talk about some of mine. Hi, Jeff. I tried hundred percent every day, Jim. Hundred uh, percenting. Yeah, that's my goal every day when I wake up. Like today, for some, I'm staying at a family's a family member's house who has a bunch of little kids, so a bunch of snacks around, and I was just jonesing for a bag of Doritos. And as I was eating it, I was thinking, I'm not going to hundred percent today. But every day, I, I tried hundred <laughs> percent. That's great. I, I call it a hundred percenting. That is one of my streaks, but only at certain times. Um, I went through a period where I did not have a, uh, just for all you guys on the call, a hundred percenting means that I'm eating a hundred percent unprocessed food. So I'm eating all whole foods, no preservatives, no additives, no refined sugars, 
it is a very hard thing to do. Vince grew up in a family that supported that type of living. So Vince, I suspect it's a little easier for you. Is that right? Yes, that's a, it's, 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 it's very easy with my immediate family, but as soon as the, uh, the aunts, cousins, uncles, they all, the babies come in, then it gets real tough. And that's the situation I'm in right now. <laughs> good. And, and you don't feel guilt over it? You're happy you had that bag of Doritos, I hope? No, no. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good. I know that's I'm not going to eat them every day. So just today well, my streak was broken. I'll give you an example. So I went to visit my buzzy buddy, my brother. He lives in L.A. and uh, it was great to see him on Sunday. And he lives near a place called Donut Friend. <laughs> Has anybody ever been to Donut Friend in L.A.? It is a vegan donut place. It is really good. And so um, I wasn't sure if I was going to go there. And then I texted him when I was driving there. I was like, John. I'm going to, I, I got the donut friend in my GPS. I'm going, what do you guys want? And he's like, we already went for you. We got you a bunch of stuff. And so I picked out and I definitely felt the ramifications of picking out. So that was not a hundred percenting day. Right. But the way that my mindset used to work is I would just report on my app, what percent of my food yesterday was unprocessed. And you know, that's like a, not a good day. Um, you know, but now what I do because I, I, my mentality tends to be if I and I bet others on the phone have this mentality. If I mess up, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wreck the whole day. I'm going to just, you know, if I have all those donuts and maybe I'll have another bad meal, too, because I'm already having a bad day sort of thing. Does that, anybody else think that way? They kind of capitulate. That's my mindset. Guilty. 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 And so. Um, so I instilled this thing that's helping me and everyone needs to find what helps them. So I have a little thing on my app and previous to the app, it was in a spreadsheet where I would say 100%ing day zero, right? And now I feel that in every day. And if it's day zero, fine. But I had like day 25 or 30 recently. That's, that's pretty good, right? I've done, up, I've done probably up to 90 days. It's really hard to do. Um, it's not as fun as having a bunch of donuts from donut friend. That's for sure. But when I do it, I feel much better and I just feel healthier. But now what I do is I'll say, um, day two or day three. And then in parentheses, I'll say 33 of the last 39 days or whatever. And so the last two days after I had the donut friend, I still had in my mind, man, it's a lot more fun to pay out on and not a hundred percent. I'm going to go down a path of a streak of not, not eating that well, still, still pretty good, but you know what I mean? Like the, the thing we said guilty on, but if I, because I report that, I knew that, okay, I could report it and I could have a one and a two, and then I can increase that to 30, 34 out of whatever number of days, 35. So the last two days I did hundred percent, but it was hard. Once I get into it for a while, it's easier. So that's, a, that's a strategy I use. Any comments? You guys are all thinking that guy's crazy. But that works for me. Everyone should find what works for them. Who's got comments? I uh, I really enjoy the the hourly breakdown on your app movement, and I I check that all day, you know, throughout the day. And you're still checking that. So happy to hear that. It, yeah, I mean, today, you know, there are some days that are. <laughs> You know, it's, it's kind of a all good or an all bad. So today's been a particularly bad day of call after call after call. So I have a bunch of red hours, but I, if I can pull together a streak before lunch, let's say, then my goodness, am I going to try really hard to keep all greens that day? And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I haven't been reporting on the, you know, on the percentage or any of the other, but I do check the, the movement consistency religiously. Great. And I actually think that um, many people are doing what you're doing now. Uh, they're checking that screen and they don't do the reporting and that's totally fine. Um, you know, I would say uh, just for those that don't know, a green hour is any hour where you had more than 300 steps and a red hour is any hour where you have less than 300 steps. And most people average 10 to 13 hours, 10 to 13 red hours a day. I was just emailing with... Um, somebody else today about it. And he said to me, it's really interesting. He said, I'm back. I, you know, I heard your podcast last week and that inspired me and I'm going to get back at it. 
and um, I started doing the reporting on the app and I'm using the homepage. And how do you look at the number of red hours a day? Is it red hours? Like, I, you know, I had 12 red hours yesterday, but really I only had six from nine to five or blah, 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 blah. And the reason that I created it for the full 24 hours was because a lot of reasons, right? One of the reasons was I saw athletes, they were getting hurt a lot more when they didn't move consistently throughout the day when they had their, because they, they get their workout in the morning, then they sit all day long. And when they stand up, they can barely walk and their back hurts. And, you know, they, those people get hurt all the time. I see it all the time. There's an absolute direct correlation between the number of red hours somebody has and how, how often they get hurt. It's not a hundred percent, but there's a definite, definitely correlated um, amount of injuries. But he said to me, you know, well, you know, he's rationalizing, right? Now, how do you look at it, Jim? I was like, I look at it as I want that score to be six for the entire day. Not because you moved kind of throughout the day, kind of didn't. And then for the last, the, people are really guilty of the last four or five hours of the day having all read. They sit down in front of the TV, they reward themselves. I get it, okay? If I want to do that, I make sure like you, I, like Bob, you said, I'm really good the rest of the day so that I can still be under that six number. Fitbit, they used to have this thing. They still have it right where, you know, they would they would say, you know, how many hours did you have? Two hundred and fifty steps. But they usually the default used to be like nine to five. Maybe it's nine to six. And so I would coach these people and they'd be pretty good throughout the day. And maybe they have four or five hours in that time period where they didn't get the 250 steps and the time before it, the time after was all red. You know what I mean? So they still be 12 hours. So I, I think for you, Bob, shooting for an average of six is a good goal for you on a weekly basis. And you're going to have some days where you're over, but if you have those over days, then maybe the next day, if you can do a little better, is that what, what's your mindset around that? And I guess that's one of your streets is to try and do well. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always aiming for three. three. Um, I don't count the, <laughs> I have a really old dog. So I, I'm always up at some point between when I go to bed and, you know, and when the alarm goes off to take him out. So I don't count the middle of the night uh, red hour at like three or four, but during the rest of the day for three or, or, you know, or fewer every time, every day. Yeah, it's interesting. The way that um, I designed the app was if you say you're going to bed at a certain time, do you actually see the red hour on your screen or is it blue? Uh, it depends. Some days it's red, some days it's blue. Yeah, so I get that. You know, you don't have to count that hour. The, the way that the, 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 the logic works is if you went to bed at 10.55 and you got up at 6.05, you're still going to get a blue hour for the 10 p.m. hour. You're still going to get a blue hour for the um, for the morning hour because I want people to kind of wind down and then wind up. It's not one of those things that you should just make sure you get your 300 steps in at, until 10:55 that night. You know, it's kind of like just wind down a little bit, and then when you get up, it's you know it's 6 a.m. or 6:05 a.m. You don't have to get right up and start getting all your steps in, right? So. The, the app tries to be generous with the colors and tries not to ding people with too many reds. Right. No, it, it's great. It's great. I mean, I really, I super appreciate in particular that aspect of the app. Thank you. And so, one of the, go ahead, Shruti. No, I wanted to um, just um, join the same uh, conversation that uh, I, I track my movements. Um, very consistently now, as opposed to, in fact, um, you'll hear the story from Kaya that uh, I had two red boxes in the middle of the day, and one of them was 299 step Ooh, count. That hurts. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, was, I was checking it like two hours too late. So like, oh dang it. I have like, I missed it by one step. <laughs> But, that, uh, that, no. that hurts. Yeah, but I do, I am consistent about movement now and I'm more conscious about it as well. So it, it totally helps. I'm, glad, I'm so glad that you're using that, Shruti. And, you know, I know when we first started working together and started to analyze your movement and you were training for your marathon, which you achieved, which is an amazing accomplishment. Uh, and you were in that really hard job, you weren't moving consistently, right? And so I'm really glad that you're doing that. This is not just about like Jim's crazy cockamamie chart, you know, that um, 
has a bunch of red and green and it doesn't mean anything. It does mean something. It, it, there's no question now that moving more consistently throughout the day matters. People have a better quality of life when they do it. People live longer. You know, we just had um, somebody die in our family on Saturday. He was 83 and he had lost the will to live. And so he had stopped moving for months and months and he was bedridden. He was type one diabetes. He was bedridden. And, you know, he, when you stop moving 83 years old, you die. You know what I mean? And, and he died and it's incredibly sad. And, you know, you look at these people that live to be a hundred years old and, you know, those people are still living life. You know, they're still living as if they were 40, they have purpose. They are walking places. They, maybe they're not exercising as much, but they're, they're, they're definitely often walking up hills or doing things where they're elevating their heart rate for periods of time. They're moving consistently. They're sleeping, they're eating well. These are all things that are really, really important for longevity. And when we do move more, uh, we do, um, live longer and have a better quality of life. Like my dad, I was talking about earlier, his quality of life for his last seven years is horrible. You know, when you start to have vascular dementia or Alzheimer's and, you know, you start, you know, you start to lose purpose and you start to sleep all day long and you start to get bed sores on your, on your legs and in your body. It's, it's, it's really hard. Does anybody use the movement leaderboard, Bob or Shruti? Are you guys using the movement leaderboard? I've checked it, but I'm, you know, when I'm not in that top uh, two or three, I then stop checking it. <laughs> Right. So Brenda, who you've heard on some of the podcasts, she's 70. She's now lost about 24 pounds and she's crushing it. She's in Hawaii right now, enjoying herself and sending me pictures of her food. And she's still crushing it. She really has made a huge change in her life. I'm so proud of her. Like she goes to that movement leaderboard because for her, one of her streaks is she wants to win. She wants to be competitive and that's a motivator for her. She also enters in those, those, um, streaks on Garmin where you can compete against other people for steps. And she's doing like weekly step chat, uh, competitions, right? These are all things that motivate her. It's great. Whereas some people will hear that and they'll think that's insane. I don't think it's insane. I think it's spectacular that she found something, she finds something that motivates her to do well. Right. And if you guys ever check that movement leaderboard now for Garmin users, it works really well. Shruti for the, for the Apple users, uh, there might be a bug with it, but it usually works. And my dream is to actually take that chart and be, you, you'll be able to have some uh, stats from that chart directly on your watch face, which means you can look down and you can see what your MCS score is, how many hours do you have red hours and maybe even hit a button and it can just pop up the MCS on your watch. That's my dream. Jeff, you're being very quiet today. Are you on a run? What's going on? I'm walking to the doctor. You okay? <laughs> Are you just following up? Yeah, I'm up? fine. I gotta go. I'm, fine. I'm going to get some MRIs. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, you know, I had the bad streak where I was eating like crap, and then now I've kind of gotten on the better streak, and I lost a couple pounds, which I'm happy with. And Great. um no, it's good. I signed up for uh, New York today, so I'm excited. Start New York City training, Marathon? You know, yeah, baby. Great. Yeah. Is it 21, in a, 21 for you now? 21 in a row? Maybe 21. Maybe 21 in a row. So, That's impressive. Uh, it's so funny. On the, on the, uh, thanks. On the um, checkout, they have, do you want the insurance if you can't run? I'm like, no, that's really not an option for me. <laughs> that's like, because you could always just walk it if you had to walk it, right? You could always walk it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I'm, I have that determination, right? So it doesn't really matter what the time is as long as I can start to finish. But uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, it's, it's good. I've been, you know, I, 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 when I couldn't, toured yesterday, I want to go for a run. So I got on the bike for an hour and a half. So, you know, I've been trying to, and I've been, there's a new restaurant in New York called Brain Food um, that has portion sizes. And you can basically get pre-ready made meals for like uh, uh, four of them for 20 bucks. So I've been using those. Um, it's been great. Um, so, uh, you know, everything's good here. And yes, your movement thing, 100%. Like, it's so funny. I try to time my movements because of your tracker to leave like five or 10 minutes before, if I haven't moved it before at the end of the hour, and then I can carry over in the other part of the hour and I can kill two hours with one walk. I know you've become mastery level, at least of my app. When you hear that, I've heard that from so many people. So some people, <laughs> this one woman I used to coach, she would, she would get her, she would get her 300 steps in at like 53 minutes after the hour. 
And then she would cruise right into the next hour and get in the first five or 10 minutes, she would do that. And then she could sit down for like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes. Good for her. At least she's still getting up and moving. Cause if she didn't do that, she wouldn't get up at all. All right. Yeah. And uh, it's much easier in, you know, I've been in South Carolina, been all over the place. It's much easier to do the steps in South Carolina than in New York um, for whatever reason. And then to find a, a safe route or a quick route, it's just, I finally just figured, all right, I'll just do like a couple of blocks and come back. But uh, no, I, lo- I love the app. That's it. That's all, that's all I got. Great. Can I read you some of my streaks? Is it people want to hear them? I wrote them down. Just some of them. Yeah. Only if you have 99 M&Ms in a row on one of those streets. <laughs> it's funny when that reminded me of a story when we used to do this show at Goldman Sachs. Uh, this was a, I think you all know I used to do this show, but it was a show where there would be video skits that we'd uh, record to make fun of each other. And there'd be a live band interspersed between that. And I was part of the live band and I ran the band for a number of years. And so I would audition all the singers and play with the band and everything. And one, one of the coolest things about being in that band, it was at the Hilton hotel and 53rd, 53rd and 7th in New York City has the biggest room there. There'd be over 3,000 people in the room. I was always told that was the biggest room. This is a long time ago now, so there's probably bigger rooms. But we used to have this like uh, suite, like this this green room. Uh, see you later, Vince. Um, and um, we used to have this suite in this green room. And I remember one of the and they were taking care of us because something happened with our sound check or something. And and, the, and so like they had somebody like 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 treating us like musicians, right? And uh, and basically somebody came up to us and said, do you guys need any food or whatever? And everyone ordered a bunch of food. And somebody said, yeah, I'd like some peanut M&Ms, but please make sure that you take out all the yellow ones because I don't like the yellow ones. <laughs> That's funny. That's, yeah, I think she was kidding, but maybe she wasn't kidding. I, I, maybe not. I'm not sure. All right. So, so let me just read some of my, some of my streaks. Um, so uh, I look at a uh, number of consecutive days exercising. I used to look at trying to get three or four days a weekend. Now I try and do it every day. So I, if you remember, I had the tumor and I had that my gallbladder removed and I had a five, I, I just, I, I actually wasn't counting it. I didn't know. But I, when I went back and counted, I had a 500 day streak. My brother's got something like that going right now, which is amazing because he never used to exercise. And now he's got like a 500 day streak. I'm up to almost 200 days since my surgery. So I'm pretty happy with that. So, but I just look at that. And if I miss it, I miss it. But I would say I rarely miss days because I know I feel better and I know I don't get sick when I exercise. So for me, it's about not getting sick. Second one, we talked about a number of consecutive days, 100 percenting. Sometimes I'm not even tracking that. If I feel like I need to, I track it. Uh, I do look at the number number of days that um, I have 10,000, what I call non-exercise steps. I don't track it. I don't know how many days in a row I have it, but I know that I can go one, two, three years with that stat. I think I went over three years at one point with 10,000 non-exercise steps. That means if I run, get 12,000 steps, my day starts at zero, which means I still need to move 10,000 steps. That's just something I do, walking around, walks, calls, whatever. I look to uh, sleep uh, seven hours or more for four out of every five days. And that was based on my history. Uh, you know, I have this thing on my app where it tracks your sleep and it will tell you this is how many days you had seven, seven and a half to 10 hours. This is how many days you had seven to seven and a half. This is how many days you had six, six and a half. And when I used to look at that, I was shocked that over 50% of my sleep was less than seven hours. And I had no idea unless I quantified it. So I said, you know, I got to do better than that. And I've been trying to get to like 70%. So I set a goal of, you know, 80%. I try and get at least 20 different whole food plants into my body a day. There's evidence that if we get 30 or more a week, that our gut bacteria is healthier. And if our gut bacteria is healthier, we get sick less, we're depressed less, and we're healthier. So that means even if I went to that I went to Donut Friend and I got all those, you know, those vegan donuts, I still had my oatmeal in the morning, oatmeal plus five plus four. And for me, it's you know, oatmeal plus at least five fruits. For me, it's probably 10, 10 fruits now, plus the ground flaxseed. I throw in some cinnamon, you know, and then I, and I had a bowl of what I call my favorite bowl, which has sweet potatoes, potatoes, avocado, beans, corn, peas, greens, uh, you know, usually six different types of greens. It's very easy for me to get to 20. And I always have a bag of raw nuts that I walk around with that has all kinds of things that I love. So I'll pause there. Anybody have any questions on any of those so far? You guys all think I'm nuts now? Or you probably already know that, but. 
No, but how many days in a row do you eat nuts? Well, it's it's fascinating because I, I try and I, I will make Ziploc bags of nuts. It's pain. It's actually worse than making the oatmeal plus five plus four for four or five days. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of like raw nuts that I get from Trader Joe's and I need to make my next set of um, my bags. And I usually have a bag around. I try and take one or two handfuls every day of the raw nuts. Now, before I really got into whole food plant eating, I would have like the planter's nuts, which taste spectacular, but they are cooked in the worst oil and they have some other things. Some of those nuts might even have some sugar, right? So now I go raw and I will put in, I often will put in raisins. I like raisins, good fiber. Does anybody else eat nuts a lot? I do see people overeat nuts, by the way. And sometimes I do see people, there's all this evidence. I was reading this, uh, my brother, Tony, the doctor that's on this call sometimes sent me an article from a neurologist out in Portland who now has Alzheimer's and he's written a book and there was an article about him in the, uh, one of the big medical uh, things. And he said, um, I should probably pull it up if I can, but he made a comment that said something to the effect that there might be some evidence that people that eat nuts uh, might have some good health benefits from it. And, you know, I think nuts are spectacular for us. Anybody else eats nuts, can, raw nuts? Can, it's raw. A lot of people tell me they eat raw, but then when I say send me a picture of the ingredients, they're not raw. There's preservatives in there and they're roasted. What happens when they roast nuts is that they cook them in the cheapest oil they can possibly find, which some could argue could become carcinogenic and then they stick salt to it. I have no problem with salt, but it's hard to stick salt to raw nuts. Who wants to comment on this? I, I want to know many nuts like what what's quantity is too many nuts in a day so you should not have more than one or two brazil nuts a day because there's some evidence that it's not good for you to have more than that so i put one i usually try and have it's it, it seems insane but like i used to eat a ton of raw nuts a uh, ton of uh brazil nuts and then my brother's like you know you probably should do that and i did the research and he's right so i'll have one of those one or two of those a day and then i'll have cashews pecans almonds pine nuts sunflower seeds and i just take a small handful of that you know probably two handfuls a day i also eat a ton of peanut butter now i used to eat the jiff peanut butter or the skippy peanut butter which is so good but it's so bad for you because it has hydrogenated oil in it there's an interesting uh, movie called ingredients with the word greed being like a greedy person ingredients and you know, I learned a lot about like hydrogenated oils in that movie that said, you know, I never really understood when I really went whole food plant based when I would have some Jiff or Skippy, how I'd feel like horrible after that. Right. So now I eat uh, peanut butter. I'll have a couple spoonfuls a day, maybe not on anything, just, you know, raw. And, you know, I will um, they they only have peanuts and sometimes peanuts and salt with nothing else. I think it's fine with the salt. But many people that I coach do have the, the bad peanut butter. Like even some of those other ones have sugar in them or they use the bad palm oils in them. I think you want to avoid those things if you can. I do the ones that they do in Whole Foods. They have a machine and then you just go and, you know, so it does it like right there. Fried I love that. I love that because you actually can see the peanuts stored in the machines at Whole Foods. Those are spectacular and they're usually not that oily either, which is great. Um, that's what gets me is the oil gets you the natural one or the oil gets me it's kind of it's just gross like it's just tough it is tough um so um i i try and have green tea every day we talked about that maybe speeding up your metabolism a little bit and i just think it's so healthy for you that i try and do that every day often i will throw in some ginger powder or turmeric powder if i throw the turmeric in there i also put a couple uh I, I put a little black pepper in there i try and have lemon ginger turmeric and garlic every day i actually take a garlic supplement because i don't do a lot of garlic in my food i just i just don't for whatever reason uh so i take a, a garlic supplement i try and do some sort of wellness shot every day you know that has so often I'll get the lemon and the turmeric and the ginger all in one shot, horseradish, other things. Uh, I love it. I try and make green machine smoothies as much as I can, not juicing, but the smoothies with the fiber. I do the chia seeds in my water bottle. I try and do that every day for my workout. I try and drink a lot of water. 
And those are the kind of things that I really kind of focus on. Comments? I have a question. How do you, do you buy those shots or do you make them or how does that work? I've done both, but I, I don't have time really to, I don't, sorry, I should say, I don't prioritize enough time for just making them. So I've been buying these uh, Suja brands from Costco. It's Suja Organic Immunity Defense Shot with turmeric and pro, uh, probiotics. This one has in it coconut water, pineapple juice, ginger juice, is all organic, ginger juice, turmeric juice, echinacea tea, um, little orange juice, a little lemon juice, a little cherry extract, and then uh, ground black pepper, because there's evidence that when you mix ground black pepper with turmeric, you get uh, absorption increase into your body, and then some probiotics. When I'm in New York City, I like, I like to go to this place called Juice Generation, and they have some great shots. The key is, you know, I, I was at... Um, I was at Trader Joe's the other day and they have a new shot from Suja in there. I just make sure that they don't add any bad stuff in there. And I try and make sure it's plant-based just because I am plant-based, but yeah. you could make it. Yeah. It just takes so long to make it. You know what I mean? I prefer just right. to buy them. And just on the, uh, on the streaks point, it's, you know, the way, just the way my brain works, I have, I struggle with the consecutive days just because, you know, one, one miss and I feel like the whole thing's going up in flames. So, you know, the way I try to think about it is you know, how many weeks can I get at least three or more or four or more, whatever it is that I'm measuring. Totally. And that's the way I used to measure it. And I, that is the way I measure a lot of different things. You heard me say that's the way I measure sleep. Um, and, and, and then, you know, I will put it like, in, if I don't get consecutive days, then I'll just put it in parentheses. I did this number of this number and that, you know, whatever is going to work for you, Bob, is the key. But it is about a routine and it is about consistency, you know, and it ultimately is believing that we need to have accountability and streaks can help us have that accountability. You know what I mean? Right. Now, we I had... Uh... As you know, I lost my mom in February and my dad came and stayed with us for a month and he had lost the will to live. He was moving about 300 steps a day when he got here. And we just, we started walking with him in the backyard, trying to get it. And by the time he left, he was averaging a little over 10,000 steps a day and his blood pressure had dropped dramatically. I mean, it was, it's just, Sometimes you need that black and white affirmation of he just was demonstrably healthier four weeks later. And the only difference, the only change that we made was he went from basically not moving at all to moving, you know, roughly five miles a day and, you know, slow walking with his cane. But it was uh, it was just really incredible. So it was a nice little reminder that I need to get up, you know, get up from my desk. Yeah. And it's better to learn that at a younger age than an older age, because now at our age is when you start to get in your forties and fifties, you can still reverse all kinds of bad stuff from earlier on, but it starts to matter more because we have more of a cumulative effect of the damage we've done to our, to our bodies over, over the years. I hear this story all the time about what you said. I was another guy, coach. He told me the same exact thing, sent me this email that I read on one of these podcasts. And I think, I think that's great. How, how do you know it was 10,000 steps? Were you measuring it? Yeah, my sister, he had stayed with my sister for a while and she bought him a Fitbit and he just didn't care. Like he wasn't doing it. And, and we were, you know, we just really tried, really tried. And so it became a game and it became how many steps could he do every morning before his, before his cup of coffee. And, you know, we, he, st we still let him have uh, a little, he likes croissants with breakfast but we got them the, like the croissants that are a third of the size of a normal croissant. And we're like, you know, fine, you can just earn it by doing 3000 steps before. And it was just, it was one of those good begets good where he was kind of shocked himself that he was getting that many steps. And, you know, by literally by the end, my 80 year old dad, like jogged 10 steps in the backyard uh, every lap. Cause he was like, well, I can't, I can't run, but I can at least do a few steps at a time. So it was really uh, encouraging. 
Amazing. That's just amazing. Amazing story. Is he keeping it up now that he's not living with you again? He's staying with my brother and they are not as on top of it. But, uh, you know, I talk to him every day and I tell him, you know, he has to take responsibility and, uh, and ownership. And he's uh, I spoke to him today and he was at about 8,000 steps. So he's trying to be as active as he can. Unfortunately, my brother lives in a place where uh, my dad can't just walk out and start walking. They need to drive him someplace where it's safe to walk. And mm. so that's what they've been doing. But he kind of does you know, 4,000 steps in the morning and then 4,000 steps in the evening. Whereas here he could just go out throughout the day. Yeah. And maybe, maybe he's got to set up a track in the house to move more consistently throughout the day too. I mean, that's a guy that if you turned him onto the, the homepage of my app, he'd probably love that and measure himself on that. You guys could even compete, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, any, any other comments? I was, just wanted to read you a few other streaks too, but any other comments on that? Okay, a few other streaks. I try not to consume high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oils, or natural flavors. Natural flavors is the tricky one. Um, I try and be positive and supportive of others. I, I try and always strive to understand all sides of an argument. And I try to minimize time spent on non-value activities. To, to, and that, you know, that usually means watching like multiple episodes of something on Netflix or something else. Just a few others. And of course, I try and do my reporting on my app every day. That makes me accountable and it changes my behavior when I know I have to report certain things. That's my journaling. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about today? I just want to say thanks, Jim, for doing this. Uh, very, very happy to join. And I know it's been a few months, but uh, looking forward to being a more regular participant. Uh, I've got to jump now, but it's uh, it's good to speak with you and Nice to see everyone as well. Same, Bob. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Jeff, Bye -bye. Shruti. Thanks, Bob. Any, anything Bob, else you guys streak. want to talk about? <laughs> What's that? Start a streak. We'll see you next week. Start the streak. Indeed. Sounds good, Jeff. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Take care. Be well. Bye. -bye. See you, Bob.